0: Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. You know what? There's another guest. This is, this is sort of, sort of random. Um, how do I want to say this? Okay, many, many years ago...
1: Many, many, many years ago.
0: Many years ago, I met a woman named Kate... Uh, we we met in a philosophy class at Columbia College.
1: I was but a girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was but a boy. Um, and you, if you go back all the way into the A's of this podcast, you will get to hear Kate and her husband, Chris. Mm-hmm. I think you both recorded two episodes, if I remember correctly. One or, one or two each.
1: Yeah, I think we did one each and then maybe one together.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I do remember hearing him, like, in the background of yours at some point. Always. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to gotta make those remarks. Um, so, yeah, if you want to hear, Kate and Chris um, re- record their own episodes. They were the ones who were reading the words and the definitions and everything. Go back to in, into the A's. I'll put in the show notes which episodes those were. But Kate has decided to come back home and visit family, I guess. I don't even know why yeah, you're here. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I just really fancied some sloshy snow. Oh
0: my god, good timing.
1: Yep. And being stuck on the CTA for hours. (laughs) I I just missed it. So Yeah, you need
0: that every once in a while. Every five or ten years. Yeah,
1: the wild ponies and the wild ocean and yeah, it was too much too too much nature. Beautiful
0: scenery. Yeah, the rolling hills.
1: Yeah, right now there's little lambs in the fields and primroses are budding and you know, daffodils and such. Too much. I needed I need people talking to themselves on the CTA while playing with a, uh, a box cutter. That's oh, what I needed. Fun, yeah.
0: And snow and car accidents and <laughs> yeah. Chicago traffic. Yay! That's our favorite. Um, well, so Kate said that she's coming in to town. Let's catch up. And I said, obviously, let's talk about the dictionary like people do. And of course, we'll we'll, we'll go. Get, we'll do a real catch up. We'll get dinner after this or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have to talk about some words, and it just so happens that the first word in the next uh, episode that I have to read, uh, we might have a little bit of a of a mm-hmm. British American pronunciation off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever this is. Um. Yeah. Americans don't really know how to pronounce words like this. I I I get caught up on these all the times. So the first word is double. Now, the book says you can say either Gloucester or Gloucester, but an American person like me might want to say, I don't even know what I would want to say. Gloucester? (laughs) Yeah, Gloucester would be one, but also because there's an extra, there's a C-E-S-E or C-E-S-T, I would want to say Gloucester? Yes. Gloucester. Yep. Yeah. So... It's, but it's double Gloucester just really, I'm sure, burns your ears. Uh, it's really double Gloucester or Gloucester. How would you say it? Uh,
1: Gloucester. The way um, I was constantly corrected back in England was to remember Dr. Foster went to Gloucester.
0: You got three good rhymes in there. Doctor is a little off, but <laughs> yeah. close enough.
1: Yeah. Exactly. What and what
0: is that from? Is that just a phrase that they that would say? That is
1: just something to make Americans stop saying things wrong. <laughs> that is all that is.
0: But the thing is, yeah, we they don't bring it over here. We need to learn these when we're like in first grade or something. Dr. Uh, Foster went to Gloucester. Yep. Um so, what what is this? Well, the the D and the G are capitalized. Uh it is a noun from 1816. It is a firm, mild, orange-colored English cheese similar to cheddar.
1: I was going to guess cheese. I was going to guess cheese. I do like a good double Gloucester. Red Fox. Red Crunchy Fox. Particularly nice. It doesn't sound like you should eat a Red Crunchy double Gloucester. Um, Red
0: Crunchy. It,
1: it's very good.
0: Is, what? What is Red Fox? Is that a brand or is that a... That is
1: a, that is a brand. Okay. That is a brand slash it a type. Mm-hmm. But it is of a double Gloucester cheese, and it's it's milky and nice and about the only dairy that i it succumbed to so. there you go <laughs> so is
0: it would you say it's like a cheddar
1: it is it's a bit richer than a cheddar. Mm.
0: Probably more authentic, not like the, an American cheddar, which is probably very processed. And... Though
1: I did see my friend had a beautiful picture of Cheeses of America and it had mm. cheddar on there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry, there is Cheddar England, Cheddar Gorge, in which cheddar cheese originated from. That is not an American cheese. Put government cheese, put Velveeta, yeah it is not
0: craft American slice cheese like things
1: that was actually on there and it was painted beautifully
0: oh so the the, (laughs) theoretically this poster was cheeses that were made in America but yeah cheddar not no no No. so where does where's cheddar from cheddar gorge and double Gloucester is from Gloucester England Correct. We, we have, We're very creative with our naming. It's like, ah eh, this is where it's from. Let's just call it that.
1: And I do suggest if you're ever in Gloucester, England, stop at Gloucester Services. It looks like Teletubby land and it's really, really delicious farmy food. Like you can get wild boar scotch eggs, which I would never eat in a thousand years, but People seem to like it. It sounds
0: decadent. It is. Wait, you said it looks like Teletubbies land in terms of like the rolling hills? Yeah, it's
1: just, it's built into a rolling hill. Okay. So it's like an oasis. It's
0: like a hobbit house, kind of. But
1: looks like a hobbit oasis. Okay. Off the interstate. Not that there's a state or anything. (laughs) Expressway. Yeah. I think it's the M5. Uh,
0: But there's no big colorful creatures running around like Teletubbies. It
1: depends what time of day you get there.
0: Fair and how much alcohol has been drunk, maybe. I
1: did see the Exeter football team on their way up to... Oh, God, it was like Sunderland or something ridiculous. Which is a long way for Mm. British people.
0: Uh, Yeah, that is a long way. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Gloucester. Double Gloucester. Is there a single Gloucester?
1: Is there just a single Gloucester cheese? I don't think so.
0: It doesn't say anything about why it's called double, Mm. but I don't know. I
1: imagine... Ah, that is probably due to the cream that they use Mm. so there's double cream and there's single cream so i'm guessing it's a double cream which you would know as heavy cream yeah but you wouldn't at all because you're vegan right
0: exactly (laughs) i've heard of it don't really don't use it um so then maybe if there's a a not double cream gloucester cheese it might just be called Gloucester. gloucester yeah yeah Maybe when we get to the G's, we'll find that. We will find out. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of cheeses out there. Uh, Maybe I'll put in a link for double Gloucester cheese. Um, You may not know this, but we we now have to make a sound effect to say that one word is done and the next one is starting. Oh, this is exciting. Um, Off the top of your head, what's a good sound effect just to make with your mouth or something?
1: Um, Oh, my God. I'm on the spot. Probably Bong? bong. Bong. Bong.
0: Like a, like a, just like a ringing of a bell thing. That's, that's perfect. Um, so we'll say that you did the sound effect Okay. and we'll just alternate back and forth throughout the episode. That's, I don't think I've ever done the bong sound effect. The next word is double handed. Mm. One word adjective from
1: 1979.
0: Of course it is. Yeah. (laughs) Having requiring. More suitable for two sailors, as uh, in a double-handed dinghy.
1: That sounds filthy. Do- that is filth, Spencer. You are. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading the book here. <laughs> uh, I've been to Plymouth docks. I've seen many a double-hander a double- with a sail and <laughs> sailors get up to. Double-handed
0: dinghy for two sailors. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. Um,
0: but also involving boats, each manned by two sailors, as in a double-handed race.
1: This is racier than I was expecting.
0: You know, it's your own interpretation, so Mm. that's on you. Mm. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Double handed. So, because it's two sailors, I'm guessing it's the two hands from one sailor and two hands from one other sailor. Maybe they each have to wrap around each other's dinghy. It's very possible, (laughs) yes. Um, Bong. The next word is double header. This is also one word. Noun from 1878. It's when the, the the sailors are smashing their domes, I don't know. Let's read what it actually says. Uh, number one, a train pulled by two locomotives.
1: That was not I was expecting baseball. I was expecting baseball. Well there and... is a number two. Okay.
0: but yes, I was Even also not train. expecting this. There we go. A train pulled by two locomotives. Okay, well, first of all, what's the difference between a train and a locomotive? that's my first question the
1: locomotive i think is the engine mm, so i and think then it's the two the engines pulling it Yep.
0: because the train is maybe so long they need to put two engines front to back Yep. that was and then i was also wondering like how is it pulled by two it but so it's just probably one locomotive engine another locomotive engine in a line exactly because they need that extra horsepower exactly thank you for ex- i didn't know you were such a pharaoh <laughs>
1: Look at you with your words.
0: I'm f- I'm fancy with the words sometimes. Uh, number two for doubleheader mm. is two games, yeah. contests or events held consecutively on the same program. Baseball, I think, is the one that that's, we all think of. That's the one we go for. Yeah, but I I have to imagine that like other games, do, do does yeah. cricket? Do they ever do a doubleheader?
1: That would last
0: well. Yeah, weeks. The games already no. <laughs> last forever. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I'm trying Can't to think. Do um double-handed ping pong that's more of a tournament i don't really yeah, I know guess.
0: i mean I, I don't know i mean i guess it was also with ping pong I mean, it's similar to like tennis or maybe cricket a little bit where th- that could go on for a while yeah this is true baseball they do go on for a while but they have a they're like okay we're done after like this many innings or something softball softball yep yep there yep there we go solved it that's another double header yep uh sock May, I think I have heard people, football, football, soccer, I think I have heard people say that they got doubleheader games. Although, you know, professionals may not do that.
1: I, I can't imagine they would.
0: No. Sound effect, please. Bong. It's very a very delicate bong. Yeah, it yeah. uh, the next word is double helix. And not too long ago, we had uh, DNA. We talked about DNA. So, what is double helix More specifically, noun from 1954, a helix or spiral consisting of two strands in the surface of a cylinder that coil around its axis, especially the structural arrangement of DNA in space that consists of paired polynucleotide strands stabilized by crosslinks between purine and pyramidine bases. And it says to compare to alpha helix, which I assume is just one, but I think they also call it single helix. And Mm -hmm. then also Watson Crick model, uh, double helical or helical. That is an adjective. Ooh. Are you, uh, do you know much about DNA or this stuff?
1: Um, I know two things. One, there's a good song by they might be giants and here comes science about, DNA.
0: Yes. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'm definitely going to put a link in, or a, a clip in here somewhere.
1: <laughs> exactly. Inside of every cell is a twisted ladder, a recipe for life called DNA. Science is real from the... Um, and the other thing is, uh, I I know where the pub is in Cambridge where they s- were just sitting around and they figured out DNA. Really? Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. I could be confusing that pub with the one where they sat around talking about Lord of the Rings and n- like oh. Narnia and stuff. But I think they, I think those pubs were quite close to each other. It's not y- a big town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a big town.
0: I, I have also heard of the pub where they talk about Lord of the Rings. And it was like these like four famous authors yep. that would hang out and talk about these things. Like they wrote these books and just like they, w- they would just hang out at the pub.
1: Yeah. And it was a lot of one-upmanship mm. and... Um, I remember I think it was Tolkien was a bit like angry at C.S. Lewis because he's like no you don't need backstory you just go you know here's a lion it's basically Christ and you know here's Santa Claus and whatever Narnia done
0: he they were it was a little yeah yeah yeah.
1: he's like but aren't you going to make a great big land he's like no there's a lion there's a witch
0: (laughs) maybe a a place to put your clothes that you walk through
1: yeah done
0: oh and and like to think that like what would it have been like if they didn't know each other if they were just doing this on their own and you know they didn't have like that those people to bounce off ideas or something
1: this is why you meet people in philosophy classes Spencer. yes
0: and then you then you read the dictionary together <laughs> exactly you've seen each other three times in 20 years more more than oh, that probably maybe <laughs> um, yeah, d- okay, so I, I want to see I want to put I want to put in a link in the show notes for where this pub is okay. that they were talking about okay, the DNA. Okay. I think yeah.
1: it was the Eagle? I could be wrong. Okay. Okay.
0: Could I'll do some there. research. Okay. S- yeah. Sorry to make you work. No, trust me. I'm I'm giving I that's minimal minimal work compared to what I got to do. Um boom. The next word is double hung. Two words with a hyphen. You shut your mouth. Mm. Adjective from 1823.
1: Okay, it's talking about a window. Talking about a window.
0: Uh, We had double glazing in the last episode, also uh, about like a window and a door. Uh, This is having an upper and a lower sash that can slide vertically past each other. Uh, so these are these are the shades, you know. You, you pull the shades from the top. No, it's, it's not no? the
1: shades. No, it's the actual glazed window. I know this because in Britain they've they've they have a lot of um, they call it like do they call it a single hung window? I don't know. That sounds a bit mm. rude. But they have they don't have a lot of the what they call as a sash window as well, where it's the two panes of glass, one moves up, one mm. moves down. So it's, it's like your typical American window where you just go and you fling the window up and you put yeah. your apple pie on the I always the put my so, apple pie on the so window So the hobos so. come by and steal yeah. it. That's or the sort of dogs
0: effect. can float through the air because sm- they smell it. And... That's the one. Yes. That's the one. Uh, okay. Well, I, I don't think of the word sash mm. as being the, the, the window.
1: That is another British thing. So a sash window is that sort of middle bar. So they call it a sash window if it has that middle bar. I mean, in mm. in Britain now, they're all about like the double glazing and there's like nothing in the way. You can just, the windows open sideways. It's wrong. <laughs> um, and so a sash window is the windows that have the middle bar and you can lift right, it up. Right,
0: the two. And the, yeah, they can go past each other because they're on different planes, exactly. basically. Exactly.
1: And yeah. then you can climb out onto the roof and meet the girl next door. Perfect. Exactly.
0: Or go out just on, onto the roof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, double hung. I I've heard the phrase with windows, but I never knew what it was. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like the word stash here. I think this book does lean British a bit for things like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's it for double hung. Unless you got anything else to say about about windows. I, I think.
1: It, oh no, not windows. No, I think we're good. I think we're
0: good. Sound effect, please. Bong. Double hyphen. This is two words. They're they're almost all <laughs> is two it, words. Is it,
1: is it hyphenated?
0: No. See, oddly, no. <gasps> there, it's not. There should be. It should be hyphenated. Shocking. It should be double hyphenated, but it's not. Uh, okay. It is a noun from 1893. A punctuation mark used in place of a hyphen at the end of a line to indicate that the word so divided... Is normally hyphenated, and I actually see this in this book often. Um, let me see if I can find an example. Now, if a word goes over to the second line, they will put a single hyphen to sh- you know where the syllable break is to show that it's ah. you know one word. But if the uh, if the word is already hyphenated, and the line break happens there, then they will uh, they'll put it here. I found one. Ooh. Um, okay, the word Dory, this is one, two, three, four, five, like six episodes ago, Dory, uh, it was a flat-bottomed boat, and the word flat-bottomed has a double a double hyphen after the word flat, and so it's two, it looks like an equal sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Fascinating. Did, I was unaware of that one. Yeah. I would have just passed that one by. I
0: sort of learned it like as I was doing this, but I didn't think to call it a double hyphen but I was just like, oh, I, 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 can, I figured out what that is. And now we actually got to the thing here in the book.
1: Who knew that learning words, you learn things? Who knew?
0: <laughs> Nobody knew. No. I was the first one to figure this out.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: Reading a book would make you learn things. Uh, let's see. Double hyphen. It would be great if they were able to get a double hyphen mm. In here, I mean, they do show the punctuation mark, but, you know...
1: Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm disappointed by the lack of comedy that is just inherent in the dictionary. Like, yeah. they need to try a bit harder. They do. Yeah.
0: Every once in a while, I come across the things like, oh, that was kind of funny, but yeah, not not enough. No. Every single one should have a joke. Yep. Okay. Bong. The next word is double indemnity. There's a movie called Double there Indemnity. There is
1: definitely a movie with double indemnity. I think... Think, oh, it's. I don't think it's not a Philip Marlowe, but it is of the sort of that film noir genre. Yeah. Is it? Um. Oh no! I, all of my film noir knowledge has slipped from I my I have brain. so. I have so
0: little film noir knowledge. Is it Hitchcock or is it not Hitchcock? That's <gasps> the first question I have. Oh,
1: good question! Oh my god! I should know this. I should know this as yeah. well. I need to watch more human because I did know this. Like, I think, Oh, I can't remember the name of the, the other. So there was like Philip Marlowe and is it Sam Spade? No, I think that's
0: the character Humphrey Bogart's character. Yes.
1: But, it's not the Humphrey Bogart guy. It's the oh no nope gone. Sorry, this yep. is fascinating to watch my brain fart. But... Oh,
0: this is every time every day for me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll put a put a link in the show notes for the movie Double Indemnity, which I have not seen. You maybe have I, seen it. I
1: think I have seen it, but it was one of those things like late at night.
0: It's one of those classics from many decades ago yeah. that we all should watch probably. Yep. Um, so what's the actual word mm. unrelated to the movie? Well, no, it's probably related to the movie somehow. It, it is, yeah. Um, it is a noun from 1924, a provision in a life insurance or accident policy whereby the company agrees to pay twice the face of the contract in case of accidental death. So this is like, yeah, like a life insurance policy uh, but it's double. You get double what they say they'll they'll do mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Uh,
1: that seems like a plot device that I'm not remembering how that fits into <sighs> the movie. But it
0: seems like it would be a plot device. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, maybe there was, maybe it's uh, like how, how can they kill somebody and take the money or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, film noir doesn't usually just go for insurance terms. Like you wouldn't expect that. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing there's something a bit more sinister.
0: Probably more, yeah. Um, I just love the idea of a just a movie based on insurance. Uh,
1: my first job, because Spencer, I used to be cool. My first job was at a detective agency. What I know, I used to be cool, and nobody
0: said you're not cool now.
1: Mm, my children, <laughs> um, and. They mostly worked on insurance claims. Mm. And so I just just did filing. But, you know, lunch hour, you flip through the files. It's fascinating Hmm. what, you know, people will claim for insurance and how they'll try to defraud it and the pictures of when it is, you know. Yeah, this is so, interesting. Pictures. Let's so put
0: it that way. Uh, note taken. Mm. So so somebody goes to the detective agency to say, hey, we think somebody did something wrong. Can you look into it, research it?
1: It's usually the insurance firm themselves mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. We, we think th- this is poo-y. a bogus claim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they had an amazing surveillance van that looked like the most obvious surveillance van yeah. ever. Um, you, I mean, it just looked like it actually had like a little. Um, a little bit on the there was a big black bubble on the side like a window it, or... like a window it was like a 1970s white van like big white van that like normally you'd think don't let your children go near that because mm. someone will ask do you want to see my puppies um but on the top it also had a little like periscope mm. and you're like well that if you're looking for it that is incredibly obvious yeah uh, very creepy yeah
0: uh, so double uh, what I was gonna say something else about double indemnity. It's uh, life insurance in the movie, and they pay. It's like uh, I can't remember.
1: I can see the poster. This is the oh, annoying yeah, thing. Totally. I can see the poster, and but I can just not see who starred in it and who.
0: Yeah, it has that very classic like '50s style poster to it yeah yeah
1: i'd say it's early it's probably 40s
0: could be 40s yeah but i could look it up but i don't want to do that no no i also really wish i had seen it because i know it's one of the classics uh okay i think it's your turn for a sound effect maybe double jeopardy we found the double jeopardy place (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I would like to... Well, we get double the points if we get it right. Uh, uh.
1: Have, have they got a new host? I'm so out of touch with Americana. Um, I know Alex Cheback sadly passed.
0: Yes. Uh, did
1: they, did, have they settled on someone? I don't know. I is think it that LeVar they were, Burton?
0: Th- it would be great if it was. Mm. I think what they've been doing is... Because uh, I don't watch it, but I think yeah. they've been going like rotating through oh, hosts right. like every week or something. Yeah. So I think they're just doing that for a while. Um, Ken, the guy who won... So many in yes. a row. I think yeah, he's yeah. one of the hosts that they've had. Um, Mayim Bialik, I think she was one uh, of the hosts. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Yeah. Blossom.
0: Someday they'll have maybe a set host. Yep. Okay, so what is Double Jeopardy? Number one, uh, did I say the year 19, 1862? Oh, wow. Number one, the putting of a person on trial for an offense for which he or she has previously been put on trial under a valid charge Mm -hmm. and then also two adjudications for one offense Mm -hmm. uh my brain was like wait what is that so the trial for an offense uh with they had all so you're basically putting them on trial for the same thing for the second time exactly yeah you couldn't
1: prove it the first time Mm. you got a bit more evidence this time and you can you're trying again
0: I feel like there might be cases where they can't do that.
1: There is. There's a lot of cases where you can't have. You, you double can't double try them again. Or, yeah. No, Which is this is why um, investigators work so hard to get every all you know everything right because if the, the case time. gets thrown out because of a silly little mistake. Yeah. Sometimes they cannot be tried again.
0: Yeah. Wasn't it um, O.J. Simpson? I feel like I remember hearing that. Nope. He's. He's passed that. We tried they can't, it. Yeah, can't do it again. Done. Yep. Huh. That is. It's so interesting.
1: Double Jeopardy. I have a feeling there's something Agatha Christie about Jeb- Double Jeopardy as well. I think one of her early books, but I can't was quite like remember. Was it called Double Jeopardy, or Maybe, they used it, in or the book. there was definitely used in the book? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, Agatha Christie's great, but when you read through her canon, you realize how much she loved capital punishment. Like the bad guy always had to die, mm-hmm. and. In, when she was alive, there was a brief period of um, where they stopped hangings in Britain, so she would just make the character die. <laughs> in some um, other way. In some other way. <laughs> um, and then um, she was also incredibly racist.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Mm. Yeah, I've never read any Agatha Christie, but... It is a
1: very good mystery. She does do a darn good mystery. Yeah. You just have to breeze over, like, Oh, he's a suspect because he's Greek and they like knives. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: it doesn't hold up anymore.
1: No. Was
0: she was she writing in like the 60s, 70s, no. 80s? Oh no, no,
1: no, no, no. Before that? No. It's from um. It's really interesting. So it's from the <clears throat> sort of 1920s mm-hmm. until the 1960s. So it's really as Britain goes through a lot of change.
0: That's a long time to be It is a very it. long yeah. time. So
1: you start with like the Miss Marple mysteries. Mm. She starts out with like, oh, you just de- can't get the help anymore ever since the war. And I don't have a gardener and I don't have a maid and I don't have this. And then like by the 60s, <clears throat> she just has a uh, a woman who lives in the new village who comes and does the dusting for her because mm. they can't afford you know, the gardener anymore or the, the live-in help. Right, right. And now she's just got some housewife who comes and vacuums once a week.
0: And just racist the whole time.
1: Um, It's not the whole time. It's really subtle sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll just be reading something and, you know what, honestly, I don't want to repeat it, frankly. <laughs> but you just read it and you're just like, oh, I appreciate that. Nope.
0: So somewhere maybe in one of her stories she wrote about Double Jeopardy. I
1: think so. I've seen that in one of the plays. But mm. yeah.
0: Uh, And number two, the number two definition Mm -hmm. is considerable danger or trouble from two sources. That
1: that makes sense. Yeah. That's a very literal
0: (laughs) version (laughs) of... I got Jeopardy from my left and I got Jeopardy from my right.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, Now, in the the game show Jeopardy, of course, this is like the, the reason I think that, well, Jeopardy... For whatever reason, they decided to call the show Jeopardy. But then, double Jeopardy is when you get double the points for that equivalent. Uh, it's a good pace. point.
1: There's not enough level of danger in that show. They really for it should to be called Jeopardy.
0: Right. They should bring in some like obstacle courses or things that you have to avoid. The
1: the hanging sword of Damocles, just sort of you know, every time they get it wrong, the sword comes Gets down a little, a little closer. bit closer. Yeah. Actual peril. That's actual peril.
0: That is what I think is going to happen now that Alex is gone. Mm. They're they're going to have to step it yeah. up a notch for the modern young audiences. Maybe.
1: I mean, it might just be the capitalistic society jeopardy is just the idea of losing money. Uh that too. It is probably that might just be the jeopardy of how yeah. much you're willing to
0: I I think lose. this this new version is for people who love uh trivia, very smart people who love trivia and also just peril.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Still my favorite episode of Cheers when Cliff Clavin goes on Jeopardy.
0: I think I remember that, and of course, uh, White Men Can't Jump. Uh, she she goes on Jeopardy. Classic, uh, classic. They're
1: they're actually starting a UK version of Jeopardy, hosted by Stephen Fry.
0: Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. He is amazing. Exactly. I'm a little surprised they didn't already have UK Jeopardy, but I guess not. Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know whose turn it is to bong. I think it's yours. Bong. Next is double-jointed. Two words with a hyphen. Adjective from circa 1820. Having a joint that permits an exceptional degree of freedom of motion of the parts joined... And of course, we all usually think of this as like your your fingers or your elbow or your knees or whatever are double jointed. They go further back than they should go back.
1: And sadly this isn't, you know, a video one, because now I can do my strange monkey tricks where I show (coughs) like the ridiculous sort of bending flexibility of my fingers that can do all sorts of She's twisting her fingers
0: into a weird monster face there we go oh that would be a good one in the um the hand pit in labyrinth
1: that's where yep that's yeah yeah exactly that's what it always reminds me of and then i can do this thing with my elbow where the hand goes all the way around
0: now but is that just a trick of putting it down the different way or it's
1: actually yeah it's actually this where you have the hand directly straight out in front of the elbow is actually the bit that's actually hard to do and then when you just twist it normally yeah i don't think mine can twist quite
0: as far as yours but yeah Yes. Yeah. And, and then those weird And then bending like fingers, fingers back. back. Yeah. I don't I my mind can't quite do that. And
1: I I used to be able to do the thing with the knuckle where you put po- po- It's it like an in. S shape with yeah. your finger. Yeah. You you did you, you just did that I right. I can Yeah, I can do not it not as much as you not, could. Yeah. Well, it's just not as comfortable. <laughs>
0: well, no, none of it. It I can't be good for your no. joints. Your no. double joints. Exactly. It is kind of a weird name though, mm. double jointed. It's like
1: should they, it should be no jointed no or... jointed
0: anti-jointed <laughs>
1: exactly
0: hyper jointed I mean there's hyper extend mm. which is probably the more accurate term for it yes but I don't know why they well, yeah double jointed uh, yeah yeah um I'm definitely not I'm like so inflexible everywhere that I'm I'm like barely single jointed um sound effect please bong double knit is next and this is the k-n-i-t word noun from 1895 a knitted fabric as wool made with a double set of needles to produce a double thickness of fabric with each thickness joined by interlocking stitches and then also an article of clothing made of such fabric
1: now it surprises me it took them till 1895 to figure out
0: that they could do this?
1: They they could do this. Like they've been knitting for a while. <laughs> it's been cold for a while. You know, there's not been central heating
0: mm. for
1: a while. And that like nearly the turn of the last century, like, oh wait, what if we double it up, guys? What if, instead of just wearing two jumpers, I could knit one, a really thick one.
0: Yeah. Well, I so I wonder maybe they didn't have a term for it right away, although you'd think that they would have had that term yeah. before. Or maybe it had a different name. But uh, so do you? It's not
1: a very hard name to come up with. Though, Double is it? knit? No, it's no. not. It's
0: not very clever. No. no. Uh, Do you know how to knit?
1: Sadly, no. I feel really bad if my children choose to have like children. All like, of a sudden... as a grandparent, oh. I I I don't got much. I, I I don't. I can't sew. I can't. I can't knit. I can't. Uh, Grandma's
0: got to be knitting.
1: Yeah, I can. I can. I can bake. I can bake a decent cookie. I can I can do a snickerdoodle.
0: You know what? This the thing is. Your grandkids, if you ever have grandkids, they won't know or care the difference.
1: This is true. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I can I can make them a short film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're gonna love that. That might be more uh, practical. Back yeah, at that. Yeah. Yeah. I can send
1: them memes. Oh, honey, this meme made me laugh. watching this cat fall off something.
0: Oh my God. What is it? What is the world gonna be like?
1: There will still be cat falling off these. oh yeah
0: you 100 years ago we got photos of cats
1: yeah. yeah yeah
0: um well double knit i'm still i'm a little i'm fascinated by this so it just seems like um you literally have two needles in one hand and two needles in the other hand and you have a different set of yarn on each i'm not sure like the logistics of how you put them together but no. it seems like yeah you're doing two you're knitting two things at once but they interlock with each other it's kind of fascinating witchcraft yeah. Yep. Yeah. Magic. Yep. Bong? Is that my turn? I don't know. It is. Yeah. Double negative. Double. I love double <laughs> negatives. Uh, noun from 1827. A now non-standard syntactic construction containing two negatives and having a negative meaning. <laughs> uh i'm sure chris loves double yeah, negatives.
1: yeah you should have had chris here because <laughs> i'm trying to think of them and i'm like oh no no you don't and i'm like mm, is that mm-hmm.
0: uh well we have an example oh excellent the book tells us the quote uh i didn't hear nothing is a double negative i didn't hear nothing Now, if you had said, I didn't hear anything, that would have been technically correct and not a double negative, but of course, a lot of people these days like to say, I didn't hear nothing, and it still means, I didn't hear anything.
1: Uh, Oh, language.
0: Language, it's evolved so much. Uh,
1: Though, as I'd like to point out, we still understand what they meant.
0: Yes, yes. There is
1: also intention. There are people who are so precise about language, but you're like... But there's intention. Right. You get the idea.
0: Yeah. You know what they're saying. You yeah. know what they meant to say, so it's fine.
1: Let yeah. it go. Yeah. Life's too short.
0: Right. Right. You don't want to focus on these these things I think necessarily. Double
1: negatives are definitely for the people who feel like superior. They're always like, mmm, oh, actually you oh, said calling
0: calling somebody out on a double negative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. My my grandma was uh, a bit of a grammar stickler. Uh, which she of course like gave to her kids and then I would get some of that from my dad but also from her sometimes and uh, I'm sure that if I had ever said a double negative she would have called me out on that immediately because of course I would say like um, me and my dad or my dad and me and she would say no 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 dad and I depending on the context Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't of course I can't think of a double negative off the top of my head nope nope no. Sound effect, please. Bong. Just, yeah. yeah. No, no pressure on coming up with a double negative. I had to stop that. Uh, double park is next. Two mm-hmm. words with a hyphen. This is a verb from 1927. To park a vehicle beside a row of vehicles already parked parallel to the curb. That was transitive. And intransitive is to double park a vehicle. I feel like this. a lot of the streets where you live, uh, just in England in general, are probably just too skinny to double park. You, like there's barely enough room for a row of parked cars and a, row of, a lane to drive. Uh,
1: you can't park a car. Or, or even park, yeah. You cannot park a car in most of the roads we live in because it is basically only wide enough for one car for the majority of the lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you meet another car coming the other way, based on either attitude position or their inability to reverse one of you will have to reverse back into a passing place where it's slightly bigger yeah and also on either side of the lane there is hedges which might have stone walls in it definitely lots of greenery and there are times where you're going down the lanes and the greenery is coming in both sides of the car Yes. So there's not a lot of double parking. Uh,
0: we, we have a lot of memories when we were driving in Ireland. Uh, the Probably the scariest place I've had to drive because the locals, the locals can, you know, on those country roads, mm-hmm. the locals can probably go what the speed limit is. Yeah. Which I don't even know how they do because the speed limit on those windy roads is way faster than i think should be allowed the
1: speed limit on the lanes uh, is the national speed limit which is 60.
0: i feel like i saw i could be thinking a hundred <laughs> and this is k- kilometers per, yeah. uh, per, per kilometers per hour i was gonna say kilometers per second but that's so <laughs> not right um yeah i could i could never h- even hit the speed limit because the roads are so windy as you said there's hedges or walls Mm -hmm. right up there's no shoulder whatsoever coming right up next to you Nope. you're trying to stay in your lane you got people coming behind you who want to pass you you because it's so windy you can't see what's coming you got bikers you got yeah it's uh it was so scary and of course the person who's not driving is in that passenger seat yep and they have no control and they're super freaked out yep so i did most of the driving one day sharon we swapped and she drove and i was like oh i understand why you were so scared
1: (laughs) yeah no you can tell the tourists um when you meet them in the lanes because their knuckles are actually white oh yeah Yeah. holding the steering wheel um i was quite surprised that this word is from 1927 i would i thought it would have been a little bit later where there's so many cars already in 1927 that people were already double parking maybe they were it does say vehicle they might have been parking next Carriages, to a horse
0: yeah, yeah 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 totally it doesn't matter what kind of vehicle yeah yeah
1: Yeah. the ice man could be coming around and they need to <laughs> yeah park ice man
0: for the milkman <laughs> exactly yeah uh, i don't like double parking but every once in a while i just have to and you got to you got to put your blinkers on yep. and run and i pray 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 that i'm not going to get a ticket it,
1: it's it's chicago you do have to do it sometimes absolutely
0: <gasps> sometimes triple park ooh uh, okay, I think is it your bong time? My bong time.
1: I think is your bong, sir. Bong,
0: double play is next. Noun from 1867, a play in baseball, hey. maybe during a doubleheader, by which two players are put out. Oh, you!
1: I, I was put out
0: by that play.
1: I'm quite put out by this entire situation. <laughs> this is too much.
0: That really put me out. Um, yeah, double play. Uh, so let's see. Somebody hits the ball. They, uh, they go to run to first base, but they hit it so crappily that the person at second base caught it, stepped on the base at uh, second base, threw it to the first baseman. They stepped on the plate over there and both of the people got out. That's it.
1: Well done for remembering that. I, I tried to show my girls baseball and I'm like... Um, just pretend there's an imaginary person there. There's imaginary person on third. Um, in Britain, they have this horrible thing called rounders, which is like baseball, but whenever you play it, they make up the rules. Like they always, sometimes there's an extra base. Sometimes the bat's really short and no one ever plays it the same way. And sometimes I think they've even run it around the, the other way. Fun fact, I've played rounders with Matt Smith.
0: Oh my God. Doctor Who,
1: yeah. Oh. And still, I did terrible. I'm like, I I, I know baseball, I can do this. And I'm just like, where did this extra base come from? It's,
0: yeah. Oh my God, okay. Well, I'm I'm fascinated by this game. Yeah. I I did not know this existed. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this up. Rounders. Mm -hmm. And why can they change the rules? That just seems wrong.
1: They just, it's something you play with like a group of friends or at the beach or randomly during a gym class and people, and every PE teacher, I actually played it with a group of PE teachers and they all had different roles. I'm like, is there not a standardized? It's kind of great
0: though. It's like, yeah, yeah we're just going to make it up as we go. It's like mm-hmm. Calvin ball.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: How did you play this with Matt Smith, if you are able to say?
1: Uh, No, it was very simple. I went to... So I left you, Spencer, I'm sorry, to go to the University of East Anglia in Norwich. And that's where he did his undergraduate drama degree. Mm. And I did drama stuff at UEA as well. So we were constantly sort of doing drama things at the same time, same group of people. And it was just a big group of the drama students having an end of year... Let's play Rounders uh, down by the Broad, which is a lake. But it, every being from Chicago, whenever I'm like, ah, that Broad, go to the broad, yeah. with broad.
0: So was he a student? Yeah, he was if, a
1: student but uh, at, at the same university. He what's was, his
0: age? Okay. He,
1: he oh, um,
0: Simi- Similarly age to us? Yes. Okay. I mean,
1: I was a bit older because I was doing the master's and he was doing uh, okay. the undergraduate. Yeah, yeah. So... But, um, so this
0: was pre Doctor. Oh
1: yes, very yeah, yeah, way yeah. before. No, I was really confused when I saw. it. I'm like, Matt's the Doctor.
0: So you what? you knew him like you were friends with yeah, him yeah, or yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 it wasn't just a random like no yeah huh yeah that's awesome. My niece is gonna freak. She's a huge Doctor Who fan.
1: Does do I don't know if anyone's also a Sam Claflin fan. fan. That's hard I don't, to say. Sam Claflin. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh, he. He was in Hunger Games and he was in, I think he was in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: I am probably recognize him. You
1: might recognize the face. He's just been in a bunch of stuff, but okay. I also know him from Norwich. Ah. But that was more because um, he went to this high school that uh, my husband taught at and Chris was good friends with his mum. Mm. um and in fact until i'm quite mad at him for having children because before he had children his mom always on facebook liked the pictures of my children she was like always the first one on there like (laughs) oh they're so cute and like 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 love um and then he went and had grandchildren i mean yeah it's not fair
0: and then she stopped liking your not
1: not not quite as much not quite as readily yeah but no he's he's another big hollywood star that somehow came out of the back end of england frankly
0: (laughs) the back end of england (laughs) that's one way to put it hey you know i think england has produced more famous and talented people per capita than like any other place
1: it's a small pool of people like it's just a like it's i knew so many talented people in chicago and like some went to new york and some went to la and they're so massively talented but they still haven't like i've not seen them as much as like I can name at least ten people that I knew just from Norwich who have gone on to do lots of stuff. Like I had a friend, um, Ed, who was in Sherlock with um Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, they just I know people that have I, I mean, from my course, um, people who have been long listed for the Booker Prize and like one of my friends uh got Obama said it was his favorite book of the year, and I'm like, "That's not fair because I voted for him, like as (laughs) senator and president." Yeah, it's not fair that you know she she can't even vote in America. Why
0: (laughs) does Obama's picking her stuff? Uh, Uh, I've gone off on a
1: tangent, haven't I?
0: We somehow went from double play to Obama. That's (laughs) that's how this goes. We just you know Obama's going to come up sometimes. You never know.
1: Uh, I can I can even do one more baseball tangent, which is. Moving to Britain and then having children, I couldn't remember any of the like nursery rhymes or songs that I used to sing Mm -hmm. to the children. So, like the only one I could remember was like "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," (laughs) and
0: everybody's favorite uh, childhood um,
1: (laughs) nursery (laughs) nursery rhyme. Yeah, and they're like, "What is a cracker jack?" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh.
0: Well, <laughs> it's a very th- sugary thing that's going to stick in your teeth and give you cavities. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, and instead, I had to learn all the British like songs that they sang. And there's one that really upsets me, which is it's about Peter Rabbit,
0: mm-hmm. but it's
1: set to the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Okay. And it's like... um. It's like, little Peter Rabbit has a fly upon his nose. Little Peter Rabbit has a fly upon his nose. And then it's like, goes on to like, he flipped it and he flopped it and the fly flew away. And it's like, no, no, no. That song is about like, I think the actual lyrics at the end is like, um, in the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. And I'm like, that's what the song's about. It can't be about a rabbit and a fly. It's changed just a little bit. A little bit. I'm like, it's about the ending slavery, not yeah rabbits and pest problems.
0: And, and and the the song is so known, like we know that tune. So maybe somebody was like, I just, I don't know the words, I, but I know the tune. So I'm going to make up my own little thing with yeah. Peter Rabbit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Here you go, kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that uh, seems a little inpro- inappropriate. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, bong, please. Bong double pneumonia Mm. everybody's favorite Mm -hmm. noun from 1892 pneumonia affecting both lungs i did i don't know if i realized that pneumonia typically affects only one lung Mm. but i guess it does
1: yep it's It's when both lungs get lovely and full
0: yeah Mm. uh i don't ever want to have pneumonia my grandpa just had covid and pneumonia Ooh. Like within the last year, and he he now he doesn't have either one. He some Excellent. yeah, uh, it's pretty shocking. Yeah, no pneumonia bong double prime is next noun from 1904. The symbol, and then it shows uh, they're basically the quotation symbols uh, used to distinguish arbitrary characters, and then it shows some. Uh, so there's the letter A. And then there's the letter A with an apostrophe symbol, so that would be a single prime. Mm-hmm. And then there's another A with the double prime, which is the two apostrophes, which is also the quotes. Maybe it has another name. I don't know. But so this symbol is used to distinguish arbitrary characters to indicate a specific unit, like inches, or to indicate the prime derivative, no, the second derivative of a function. And the example here is P with the pr- double prime symbol symbol. Or F with the double prime symbol, then next to that is parentheses X and parentheses. That's a formula or a function. And it says compare to the seventh definition of the word prime.
1: I'm guessing this is a math thing.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's usually that's used a, in math. That's a math thing. But, I mean, inches, uh, yeah. that's math, that's numbers. But I don't. it doesn't say why we use it for inches. So I'm really curious to know What's the what's the history of that? Mm. This double prime. We use we use the single line for feet. Yes. And the double for inches. But uh yeah, I don't know. Just
1: just I guess to keep so you know whether you're talking about a foot or yeah. an inch. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's that that simple.
0: And I'm wondering what other what other context do they use this? Do we
1: get the double prime? And I I'd never prime. realized it had
0: a name a name yeah who
1: knew it had a name
0: prime and double prime optimus double prime
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh fun fact in england uh they don't call it like a math class it's maths
0: maths yes it's always plural i i all the ma- maths Math. i don't understand this i mean i guess if you take mathematics and mm-hmm. you shorten yeah. it to maths but yeah it's still to, to our american ears it sounds weird Maths. maths yeah have you ever watched uh, Adventure Time?
1: A bit. Yep.
0: They, I don't remember the context exactly, but they use the word math in place of something big <laughs> and important, like like God or something like that. They'll say math instead of God. Uh, and I just, I always thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh. a fun show. Oh. <laughs> uh uh let's see should we move on to the next word sure whose bong is it i should be keeping track
1: uh i think it might be my bong i'm kind of wishing i didn't say bong i don't know where bong came from but there we go it's too late yeah it is we've committed right uh bong
0: double quick two words with a hyphen noun from 1834 The synonym is double time, the first definition of double time, which uh, that is going to be in the next episode. Yes, Um, but there's more broadly a rapid pace and then double quick is also an adjective or an adverb. Double quick. One of these days, maybe I'll do a whole episode where I just speak double quick. And I mean, I already speak a little fast, but uh, yeah, I'll just go through the whole thing super fast. Uh,
1: double quick is definitely something like a British sergeant major would yell at people, isn't it? Double quick. Yeah. yeah. Not
0: a thing that we Americans say no, usually. Double no. time. Uh, double, double. What else? I'm trying to, I feel like, I feel like there's another one that we say, but I can't think of it.
1: Hmm. It's definitely something my husband Chris would say because he speaks like he's a Dickensian character, frankly, and his language use is ridiculous. So I would not put it past him to say double quick.
0: hmm. hmm. Frankly. To 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 your children. Yeah. On, on the double. That's I think that might there be the go. other one. That's yeah. the one. On the double. On the double. Double quick, children. Yeah. I feel like they said it in a uh, Mary Poppins maybe. I was maybe. gonna
1: say a Mary Poppins as well. Yeah. It seems definitely, like a Mary, Pop- definitely Mary poppins Definitely a Poppins sort of thing. Double quick.
0: Oh, we just watched that recently. It's it's good stuff. It is. Uh, bong. Double reed. Ooh. Noun from circa 1876. Two reeds bound together with a slight slep, sep, slight separation. It's not oh. a sleperation. A slight <laughs> separation between them so that air passing through them causes them to beat against one another and that are used as a sound producing device in certain woodwind instruments as members of the oboe family. So yeah, we got the oboe, mm-hmm. the oboes, uh, I think there's an English horn, uses a double reed, the bassoon, the contrabassoon. Uh, Look at the
1: nods.
0: That's all I can think of, though.
1: Still, more than me, sir. I just like the word woodwind.
0: Woodwind. and oboe. Yeah. These
1: are my child's woodwind and oboe. <laughs>
0: I tried an oboe once because uh, I played the saxophone. So I was in an orchestra, like a musical orchestra, and the person sitting next to me played the oboe. And I was like, I, I want to try that someday. She was like, here, you could try it. And so I tried it and I was able to like get some sound out of it. I've yeah. heard double reeds are like the most difficult woodwind instruments to play because the reeds are like, it's so tough and tight. It's really yep. hard to make a sound, but I was I- able to.
1: Well, I was able to go to the Chicago Symphony Orchestra last night. Oh, nice. It was very nice. I was a guest of Carl Grapentine, formerly of WFMT. He invited me along, the, the morning radio host. Okay. Uh, he was doing a lecture and then we stayed and watched it. And um, I realized how much I don't know anything about orchestras at all. And I do. I was just watching them play these amazing instruments and just go, how did you get into that? Mm-hmm. Who thought, mm-hmm? this yeah this this triangle that's what i want to do for a life or like this great big kettle drum that's my thing mm-hmm. or like some of the horns that are as big as some you know an entire person i'm like yeah who thinks yeah that's that's what i'm gonna do with my life frankly Uh,
0: They were probably pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. I was going
1: to feel, I always feel like there's parents involved in these choices.
0: Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, Not all the time. So did you not play any instruments?
1: Well, my grade school had the wonderful audition process of here, blow into this. If you can make a noise, you can join band. Mm -hmm. And on that day I could not. So I just wrote off any musical talent, assuming no, it didn't help that, I didn't have a good track record with musical talent the the first grade like nativity play um about a hundred kids in first grade and they stopped the entire production for them to go um yeah katie can you you're now the silent angel over baby jesus we were all singing together it was a (laughs) choir piece and they're like no no you're the silent angel. Ooh. I'm like, oh.
0: Is there a video of this Ooh. by any chance? <laughs> Sadly, no. Oh, boy. It's
1: for the... Well, I would have been silent by the time the production came out. Well, yeah. So, but, yeah.
0: I uh, wonder... Oh, yeah. So, this was before the actual show. Yep, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. before
1: the show. It was in the rehearsals. And like, no, you're... I mean, my friend Anna was a horse, and she had lines. Like, I mean, I was, horses gotta talk. Apparently... Uh, they did, they said in this nativity play, at midnight, the animals could speak. And I thought that mm. was a Christmas thing. And mm-hmm. I used to stay up late <laughs> staring at my dog being like, all right, it's midnight of Christmas.
0: Tick tock, dog.
1: We can talk now.
0: Yeah, I wish. Yeah. That would be amazing if dog. But then when does it stop? It's like the whole gremlins thing. You can't mm. feed them after midnight. Well, up until when?
1: It's a good point. Yeah. And well presented.
0: Uh, I want to know what you sounded like shut up phone watch um <laughs> i want to know what you sounded like that made them say you're silent now
1: <laughs> so do i
0: clearly there was no musical talent i
1: think there was some enthusiasm at least
0: hey you know i think that's important yeah. you got to be excited and enthusiastic yeah. <laughs> uh so no no instruments for you no when i remember when uh, i think it was third grade they they because fourth grade was when you could be in the band yep um they brought the instruments and I really wanted to play the trombone. I don't know why. i still I still have an affinity to the trombone. There's something kind of goofy about it. Excellent. And so uh, I you know, blew in the trombone and made a sound, and I was really excited. And my parents were like, No, that's too big. you're You're a child. Um, and I ended up playing, like within a couple years, I think I ended up playing a very large saxophone that was like my height. So it didn't even matter.
1: <laughs> uh, that's all right. Chris's nephew plays a tuba.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we went to see him over the summer. And his mother, of course, was like, oh, go on, play the tuba. <laughs> right. And, um, except, she has way more of a cockney accent. I don't that was that was a weird sort of American granny. She's like, All right, governor, play the tuba for the family. Um and Chris and we were just so we were just sitting in this tiny little living room, uh, in London, and he was playing the tuba very slowly, the Black Adder theme tune. Okay. Um, from Black Adder Goes Forth. And Chris was just smiling ear to ear absolutely smile like, and as we left, I'm like you really enjoyed that he's like yes you could feel how awkward it was yeah. and the girls will remember that forever when we dragged them to their cousin's house and they had to listen to him very awkwardly play the tuba
0: oh the tuba and the he's tuba. like
1: that's exactly the sort of childhood memory they will have
0: I think you should push the uh, like the bagpipes on your kids or something like that that would be fantastic uh,
1: oh bagpipes are a
0: that's a whole thing there. Yeah. Yeah. That's another instrument I want to try, but yeah, it's a uh, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs>
1: it's tough and it's it's loud.
0: I I don't think um uh, a bagpipe has a double reed. I could be wrong Ooh, on that. I don't know. But I don't think it does. I don't know No, I think it just has a tube that you blow into, I think. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for the last word?
1: Oh, sadly, yes.
0: Can you please do the last sound effect?
1: All right. Bong. I think that was my best bong yet i quite enjoyed that one yeah
0: that was very good the last word is double refraction Ooh. and it is a noun from 1831 and there's just a synonym which is by
1: refringence
0: wait what <laughs> by refringence i think that's the word all right hold on we're gonna we have to, to look go that back word to up. the bi is that
1: is that something to do with telescopes I
0: don't know.
1: I vaguely remember
0: By my time
1: at the Adler Planetarium. That sounds something telescopy.
0: Telescopy. Telaco. Tele. Telescopy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Re. By refringence. Where is this? Um, okay.
1: Here it is. Probably something they outlawed in Tennessee.
0: B- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> By refringence. Uh, what is this? The refraction of light in an anisotropic material in two slightly different directions to form two rays so yeah when the light goes into this material like calcite it breaks up into two rays hence the bi prefix there we
1: go
0: uh so double refraction it's being refracted into two places hence the double yep Oh, I'm so glad that we looked that up.
1: (laughs) I think that is, I think you can get telescopes that do
0: Mm, these sort of things. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about telescopes. So yeah, that makes sense because it would hit, the light would hit a thing and then it would have to bounce. It bounces
1: back up towards your eye. Right. Exactly. And then
0: maybe some other place because it bounces twice. If I remember
1: right, there's two types of telescope. There's a refraction and a... Oh my god, I remember this this is from 20 years ago. A double I was I, I took this class like when I took the philosophy class, mm-hmm, philosophy mm-hmm. 101. That so. was a long time ago. Yeah, can you remember anything from that anything from that class? Okay. Other than singing Monty Python song? Um
0: uh not much. <laughs> I remember the teacher saying something about uh, let's see I mean, I don't remember a lot of like names. The only mm. I remember more philosopher names from the Monty Python song, yes. the philosopher's song, which is
1: how we bonded, right? Because we realized we were both singing that song to ourselves, yes, constantly. Uh,
0: yeah. I remember him saying something about, "Well, does a thing exi- a thing exists once you think about a thing existing, like a pink elephant?" Yes. Um, I also this still breaks my brain. He said a whole thing about, "Okay, if there's two there's two racers, and one of them gets a head start." And the other one goes like half the speed of the first one. If the first one goes a mile, the second one goes a half a mile. But then the second one goes another mile. But the second one, you know, the second one's never going to catch up if you break it down yep. into all the little increments and i'm like oh my god that makes so much sense but it makes no sense in the real world
1: <laughs> exactly so yeah uh i think i remember i remember plato's cave
0: oh yes yes i remember the
1: cave i remember some descartes i remember yeah. i think therefore i am yeah um and i remember Rene descartes was a drunken, drunken fart. fart i drink, I drink therefore I, I am, am. yeah hey. exactly
0: oh monty python you you have given us so much pleasure um we, we need to pick a word of the episode now. Oh. That's how this goes. Oh,
1: that's so exciting. So
0: I need to reread the words okay. to refresh your memory. Yes, please. Uh, refresh my memory, too. And you, you will pick. Okay. We had double Gloucester, double handed, double header, double helix, double hung, double hyphen, double indemnity, double jeopardy, wah, 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 double jointed, <laughs> double knit. Double negative. That ain't no double negative. <laughs> hey. Double park. Double play. Double pneumonia. Double prime. Double quick. Double read. Double refraction. Give me a word of the episode. Double quick.
1: Oh, it's You don't hard. have to rush it. I mean, it. Well, double indemnity and double jeopardy just sound really cool. Mm. And you can see why people use that in the media. But mm-hmm. um, because this broadcast is brought to you by Double Gloucester Cheese. I think we'll have to go for crunchy red fox, double Gloucester cheese, smooth and delicious, with crunchy bits.
0: Would you like to be on NPR?
1: (laughs) I would love to be on NPR.
0: Do the ads for, (laughs) what what was it? Red, crunchy, red fox? Red
1: fox, crunchy, double Gloucester cheese. Why is it crunchy? I don't know what, I think there's something in the way that it, like, I'm going to say calcifies. I don't know the cheese term,
0: but is it is it actually crunch? there's like it's,
1: there's like tiny little like crystally crunchy bits, ah, uh, and it's surprisingly like a, nice,
0: like little rice krispies in there. No, or...
1: no, it's just you can just so it has a smooth texture, um, which is lovely, and then there's just tiny little like crystals, like imagine a really granulated sugar, like a like or, or like Mm-mm. or like salt before you like big chunks of sea salt yeah yeah that so size yeah, kinda, yeah but it's not salt that's in there i don't think um but there's just like not even it's as big just... as sea salt There's just has that bit of texture to huh. it which is nice
0: but they're not all crunchy like that
1: no no
0: but you like the crunchy kind i
1: i do quite enjoy the double gloucester cheese using real jersey cow milk <laughs> fresh from the hills this side of wales
0: would you like to sing a little song off the top of your head about double gloucester cheese or do you feel like your npr ad was enough
1: well i think as we learned earlier i must be the silent angel yeah. over baby jesus
0: i still want to hear what you have to sing <laughs> yeah sometimes i'll just sing like the word and then in just some tune and that's it but you also could, you can say no to <laughs>
1: uh why don't you sing it
0: maybe a little a little jingle for red <laughs> red fox right red yeah. fox double gloucester i uh,
1: gloucester. yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it is i don't know i get it on repeat on my tesco shop <laughs>
0: <laughs> double gloucester cheese from red fox that's all we need
1: yeah that's good like it
0: yeah i'm sure they'll pick that up
1: oh yeah we'll give use me- that in a second
0: yeah right right I need to bring in the crunchy bit. Yeah,
1: if you have to go. Mmm, crunchy, <laughs>
0: crunchy cheese.
1: Okay, that's not selling it, is it?
0: No, they don't care for that. Um, that's
1: that's it. Yay. That's the end of
0: the episode. I'm so glad that uh, we were able to do this in person. Um, when I uh, record with guests, usually we're on computers, and so there's a video recording as well. Uh, and so I would you know put that on Patreon if, if they say yes. Uh, so we'll just have to take a picture. Yeah. and um and post that. Absolutely. Not in this room though, because there's a lot of gross boxes and yeah,
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'll do the weird thing with the hands as well, so people can see that. Yes, <laughs>
0: perfect. I'm sure they'll want to see that. Uh, this has been the dictionary featuring uh, guest uh, dictionary talker uh, Kate. Well, should we leave it as first name? Do you care about? No, you first... can
1: say it's it's Creek.
0: Kate Creek. Yeah. Yep. And uh, until next time, this is Spencer talking about dispensing information. Goodbye.